Well, hello, this is Mike Lodge. I am the business advisor. So it's the day after Labor Day. I hope each and every single one of you had a good day off. I tell you what I did. I, um, what did I do? <laughs> it was so memorable. No, I, I tell you what I did is I just kind of relaxed and did my, did my thing at home. I had a mediation in the morning, so I did that. And then I turned on, um, my television and I had up until I think I watched it until like 10 o'clock last night I was watching Yellowstone now I don't know if you watched that show or not but it is about this uh, farmer cattle rancher in Montana Um, and it's uh, a whole bunch of stuff that's going on and you have to get involved with it now i started from season one and went all the way through season four i believe in september they begin season five but i just find it amazing because if you've ever been around cattle ranchers it's a whole different breed it's a whole different thought process it's those individuals who get up early in the morning and round up the cattle and, and get them going and put them up into pasture and get them going into uh, it's just a really tough life. It's part of the farming. It's a different uh, uh, mindset. And they're very independent and they're very true to the nature of their of the lands and making sure that there's no developments coming in and, and trying to get onto their lands. And, and then you've got the Indian tribes that are, are, I mean, it is a whole story. And basically, it's a good American story to kind of tell what farmers are having to fight against. And we're seeing it uh, day after day with the U.S. government trying to tell farmers no you can't do this you can't do that you got to reduce your herds you got to do all all this kind of stuff the problem when government gets involved they do a lot of hindrance to you and me because that means the less amount of animals the less amount of produce that is being produced that means that you and i have to suffer that means the prices go up because there's less quantity and the farmers suffer because government gets involved, and that's when we get into trouble. We are going to have a food shortage. It's coming. It's here already. If you look at what's happening in Europe, they are really having a tough time. And if you look at their fuel costs and everything else, that they're having to to fight against Russia because Russia is now uh, using their... Uh, pipelines as a maneuvering point okay fine if you're gonna go with ukraine we're gonna start shutting off your pipeline that's what they've done they've shut down their pipeline until they stop supporting ukraine so we have all this stuff going on and it is crazy well that affects us also because we have a crazy government here who is involved in so many different aspects of our farming. We have this one Amish farmer who is being attacked at the moment by by government because they don't feel that he's growing his crops and everything. Now, he's been doing this for a long time. His family has been doing it for a long time. He feeds about 4,000 people within his Amish community. And yet the government wants to come in and say, no, you have to do it our way. And 
it becomes this disgraceful showing of how government, once they get a badge or once they get authority, they come in and get you. They don't care if you're right. They don't care if if you're doing a good job at what you do. They don't care. They just come in and they start pushing you around. And then, then that leads to less food for more people. And, and people begin to suffer because the prices of that farm goods go up because, it's, again, there's less quantity. Remember, when things get out of uh, uh, control and there's less food being produced, that means there's less food there so they can charge more for it. Because now they're going to make up for everything that they've lost, what they could have grown. We live in a crazy thing. Hey, I was listening. Well, not listening. I don't know why I always say listening. But I was reading Twitter yesterday. And I was reading all the politicians. And everybody was saying, well, we need minimum wage to be $25 an hour. Some said has to be. I mean, it was going bonkers what politicians were saying yesterday on Labor Day. As you know, Labor Day is basically a union holiday. Well, the rest of us um, don't quite see eye to eye on what the unions are doing. We don't see it. We see them charging a lot of money for their hourly rate. I I, I, I got so up, upset yesterday because there's this one guy, his last name is Wright, he used to be the... I can't remember if he was a labor secretary or the education. I think he was a labor secretary under Clinton. He is a, a really far left socialist type individual who thinks it's the worker, it's the worker, it's the wage, it's the wage, it's the union, it's the union. That's all that he preaches every single day on his Twitter feed. And he was saying yesterday how the uh, worker should be paid X amount of dollars. I responded back. I said, you know what? You have been in government all of your life. You've never built a business. You have never had to pay, make payroll when your clients are not paying you. You've never had to meet payroll taxes or workers' compensation or all those other items that you've got to meet. Even though you're not getting paid, you still have to pay your own employers, employees, I mean. I tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a tough thing if you've ever run that, and sometimes you don't have the cash flow there to be able to boost people's wages, because if you're not getting paid, and this is what we're seeing more and more is that instead of being paid upon receipt of an invoice, it goes thirty days, sixty days, ninety days, one hundred and twenty days, and sometimes even older than that. So. If you're not getting paid on time, but you still have to make your payroll, and if you're going to raise those payroll amounts, it just gets dirtier. I mean, it becomes a very big hardship on businesses. Because if you look at the the profit line of any business, they're just the small businesses are just barely there. They're hardly even bringing in enough money sometimes to meet the obligations that they have to face month after month after month in expenses. In wages, as I've told you before, and I've given this lecture so many times, wages is the number one expense. It's the biggest expense on any profit and loss statement of a company or a business. 
It's one of those situations that we have to watch very carefully as small business people. But you have all of these politicians saying, we need to do this, we need to pay this, pay this. But you don't look at the business side of it and what we have to go through. You never do. So politicians, I tell you, once they get involved in all of this, all of this pay and everything else, they get so politically uh, charged that they figure the, forget about okay, what happens to that business? What happens to that small business? Can that can that community where they lived in uh, support the twenty five dollar wage? Maybe not. So you have to look at the whole picture, not just what these politicians want to tell you of what you should be doing because they don't know they've never run anything the majority in congress have never run anything but yet they feel as though that they should be telling you what that you should do california just came out with this wage board that's going to tell franchisees and in small restaurants what they're going to charge per hour Again, government getting involved in something that they should never be involved in. And that's going to drive a lot of businesses, a lot of restaurants say, okay, we're going to go automated. Automa- auto- automated. <laughs> we are going to go automated. And we're going to get the electronic uh, bun turner, and we're going to get the kiosk out in front, and we're going to reduce the amount of employees that we have employed. Because now you're going to tell us what I should be paying my employees. You see all this happening, and you hear all this stuff, and you watch Twitter. Sometimes I watch Twitter with amazement at what people are saying. I tell you what's really amazing to me right now. By the way, this podcast today is kind of me just rambling. (laughs) So today's a ramble Tuesday, I guess, what we'll call it. But yesterday, as, as I was going through Twitter, and I saw all these attorneys out there, and they're, they're like these uh, uh, backseat drivers. And they're commenting on the Trump and the DOJ and the FBI, and they're making all of these legal cases, but none of these people have seen the documents, the recordings, they've never seen any of the evidence, they've never seen anything, but yet they feel as though they can make a judgment call. I, I think I would probably stay away from that attorney because if he's going to make a, a call just like that without listening to a scene or observing what's going on within the case itself and the arguments back and forth, why? Why? And especially if you're biased, if you're biased towards Trump or if you're biased towards the DOJ or you just want to destroy Trump, your legal opinion is biased. And all these people go on and on and on. Finally, I, I, I called them out and I said, you're just doing backseat driver legal mumbo jumbo. And what you're doing really has, it probably does more harm to the American people because they begin listening to you and they begin spinning what you're saying. And then it just becomes a total mess. And then when a court actually makes a judgment Everybody's up in arms and upset and ready to riot and do all this stuff. I mean, it's absolutely crazy what we're seeing in this legal profession where attorneys are being these backseat drivers. And it's nonsense. 
If you want to give an opinion on a law that's being proposed, or if you want to give an opinion on a case that we've seen in full, we can review all the documents, that's fine. But right now you're looking at an ongoing case where you haven't seen anything except maybe the, the, uh, the two documents that they're arguing about now. So, but you've never seen any of the evidence or the other stuff that's behind all this stuff. So how can you make a good legal opinion? I, and I think the American people, they just, and I, I see one attorney come out and then pretty soon everybody else that sides with that attorney, they keep coming out with their spinning against spins and spins and spins and everybody goes knockers. <laughs> I, they, I tell you, we are in, deep trouble because these individuals out there who are pundits and who are bloggers and who are all of these people that are doing nonsense at the moment we've got to tune them out and just focus on what's important for us what are we focused on today that's going to help our families our businesses and our communities that's all that we should be focusing on all of these pundits and political mumbo jumbo um, people out there, stay away from them. I tell you, if you go through Twitter and you just just spin through everything that everybody's saying, pretty soon you 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 come back and you say, "My gosh, we have a lot of dumb people out there." Even myself, I I feel dumb about myself sometimes responding to these dumb people. Oh my goodness, we are a funny bunch of people, aren't we? Listen, if you want to have more access to me, you can go to www.lodge-co.com. Again, that's lodge-co.com. And you can book appointments with me. Uh, you can read my um, blogs and my podcasts and everything else that I do there. Everybody, it's the day after Labor Day. Let's get to work. Let's start building this country back. It's up to us, not politicians. Politicians don't know what they're doing. This is Mike Lodge. I am the business advisor. Bye-bye.